Hey everyone, I'm Britta Rael. In this episode of Rael Talk, I'll be talking about sound. And more specifically, a question I've been asking myself over and over recently. What exactly do music, Pythagorean mathematics, and yoga have in common? Sound is inextricably woven into the fabric of every culture on this planet. And in fact, it plays a major role in the creation of this planet. I'd like to introduce this podcast series by diving into a story about singing and how just the simple swirl of your breath can help you feel better, more connected, and even more creative in your life. So let's dive right in. In Eastern Indian and Himalayan philosophy, the universe as we know it, creation, is sung into being. Here's how the story goes. So the universe, this creative force, conceives of a goddess who sings creation into manifestation. All that is, is the vibration of her song, carried on her life breath, pregnant with the cosmos' inherent intelligence and reverberation. Vedic texts describe the universe itself as a living, breathing being that doesn't just create the world, but that becomes the world. Christian texts describe the creator as being in the world, and the world was being made by him. Now, for reference, I was raised in a fairly conservative Western deist paradigm, There's a God who somehow created the world. The world was good, yada, yada, yada. There's a familiar verse in the Bible from the book of John that describes creation like this. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. What I find so interesting now after having studied yoga and meditation for the last seven or eight years is just how incredibly relatable these two creation stories actually are, where before, in my mind, they were completely alien to one another. The Greek root logos is often translated as word or to speak. So if the creative force behind the entire universe is literally a song, then when we say that in the beginning was the word, wouldn't that word be a sound? In yogic philosophy, the universal or primordial sound that exists in creation is aum, A-U-M, which if you try it, sounds a little bit like this. It's essentially the first three sounds you can utter without using your tongue. Think about it as, again, A-U-M, A-U-M. Try it. A-U-M. If we rephrase the beginning of that verse now, it might read, In the beginning was am. 
the second part of that verse reads, the word was with God. So in Greek, the word enthuse means to be with God, or more precisely, to be inspired from God. When I started connecting these two verses conceptually, the word being the sound or alm was with God or inspired from God. Well, it made me think of breathing. If you've taken a yoga class recently, maybe with me, your teacher might have described how to breathe by asking you to say ah out loud and then remove the sound so just the texture of the breath remains. Anyway, in exactly the same way that the breath gives us life and animates our human body, the universe is sustained by the breath of the creator, which is pretty cool in my opinion. So let's come back to those verses. In the beginning was Aum. And Aum was inspired or breathed from God. So therefore, Aum was God? Here's something to consider. When I say the word God, I'm referring to a phrase I recently adapted from Julia Cameron, the author of an incredible manual called The Artist's Way. You should go check it out if you've never heard of it. She describes the creative order of nature as God, G-O-D, good orderly direction. When we breathe and we create sound or songs, we physically engage with this inspiration through vibration. And when we vibrate at certain frequencies, we begin to align ourselves into harmony with that creative force of nature, that good orderly direction or God. So if the universe was sung into being, I sing therefore to connect my being to the universe. We We are the dreamers and shakers. Come away, come away, and listen to this springtime melody. Here's where it starts to get heady, so stay with me, you guys. We're going to go on a little ride through the cosmos. If we look at vibration as a physical, detectable expression of movement, all vibration is serpentine in motion, which means it moves in two directions simultaneously, which so happens to be mathematically and physically expressed in the shape of a spiral, or three-dimensionally it's seen as a helix, kind of like the same helix that you have seen in your DNA when you see DNA expressed. I'm not a mathematician. To be honest, I cheated on all of my multiplication tables ever since I was in fifth grade. Um, I still only look at numbers that I can count on my fingers. Uh, So please take the rest of this information as my interpretation of empirical science. Every level of vibration in both the microcosm, your body for example, and the macrocosm, all of creation 
is a physical manifestation of this golden spiraling song of the creator. Aum. Mathematical, empirical perfection repeats itself in this way. You might know it as the golden ratio or the Fibonacci sequence. Music, architecture, the Pepsi logo, all sorts of designs illuminate this link between these different aspects. Creation is full of spirals. If you haven't seen them, you're not looking close enough at life. Go pause this podcast right now. Go outside and stare at some flowers for a few minutes until you see it. Or just look at your hand. Make a fist. What do you see? Bam! Spirals. Okay, I have to give a shout out to a very important person. Pythagoras. He was this really mystical mathematician and philosopher. He often gets credit for figuring out how to measure right-angled triangles. What goes understated is just how much this golden ratio was influenced by his experience of sound. He coined a concept called the music of the spheres, which essentially relates the ratios between intervals of sound like octaves, to the ratios that are expressed within that order of all the natural world. These ratios are known as harmonies. They're balanced whole number intervals. The word ratio is also defined by that Greek word logos, which means word or reason. Pythagoras was the first one to conclude that the harmonious sounds that humans make, either with their instruments or with their voices, were an approximation of a larger harmony that existed in the universe, also expressed by numbers. Harmony in music has a lot to do with resonance, the way that sound waves actually bounce around within a closed system, kind of like right now. I'm sitting in my closet recording this podcast, and all the sound waves are just bouncing around within these four walls. When an object or a wave begins to vibrate, it effectively influences any other wave or object in that system to vibrate at the same frequency or the appropriate interval. It's a phenomenon called entrainment. When the limitless, let's call that creation, has a limiting factor applied, like the human body or a particular length of a guitar string, order and beauty are naturally expressed in a harmony that wonderfully fits besides the vast, wobbling quantum of nothingness. What blows my mind and delights my soul, and what I wanted to share with you today, is that that same interval that defines audible harmony exists between planets, galaxies, geometric shapes, flower petals, and even the cells inside your unique human body. Music is a physical substantiation of math made audible. Music is our participation in the harmony of the universe. Sound provides substantial evidence of God, good orderly direction. 
If you want to keep blowing your mind with these concepts, start by reading a book called The Music of Pythagoras by author Kitty Ferguson. I picked this up sometime late last year and have been completely blown away by the depth that these concepts go to. Okay, but really, how does all this sound and vibration and God stuff have anything to do with you? Think about any time that you've noticed a sense of harmony in your life, a time when things just started to align. I think of the universe as being expressed in successive gradations of this direction, this harmony. And these gradations ascend from the gross to the subtle, or from physical matter to energetic matter. There's a tendency towards complexity, towards good. When things seem to fit, doesn't it make you feel good? Harmony is this manifesting expression of good orderly direction. It means you're tapped into that tendency field that draws us from simple to complex, from gross to subtle, from separate to connected. If you've ever spent any time with me in person, you probably know that I tend to harmonize a lot. I whistle, I sing, I hum. I just can't help myself because for me, matching my song, my sound, my vibration with the people or sounds or energy around me makes me feel like I'm resonating with them. Plus, I like to. I, I, I just literally can't help myself but sing and whistle. It's like I'm connected to something greater than myself and it is good. In the end, all of this comes back to the breath. I talked about the breath of the creator being the driving force behind this song that is the song of creation, the sound of creation. Without breath, you can't make a sound. And yet with sound, all of creation is made and related. We are all, in fact, entrained to one another, to creation itself through this miraculous act of inspiration, expiration. So beautifully expressed also in music. Music offers us a simple chance to engage with cosmic creation by singing or listening to music, by feeling its actual tone and vibration. Engage with sound in this way, we can elevate our actual frequency. Which sounds crazy, but when you elevate your actual frequency, even just with your voice, there's a change. Therefore, you can harmonize a little bit more closely or more perfectly with all of the cosmic creation. I've been playing music since I can remember. I picked up the guitar maybe around the age of 11 or 12, taught myself three simple chords. Um, from there, it's just been a, a universe, so to speak, of exploration and depth into how music really has deepened my experience of life. That said, I make music to connect to myself, to creation, to you, to good orderly direction.
You can listen to this full track that I've wrote recently. It's called Eight Steps. It's featured on my upcoming 2018 album. It'll be available right now on SoundCloud. You can go to soundcloud.com backslash Britta Rael. I invite you to turn the volume up, sing along if you're called, or mostly just enjoy the sound. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of Rael Talk. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or SoundCloud. And if you like the show, feel free to share it on social media using hashtag RaelTalkPodcast. For the show notes and more information on me, please visit my website, BrittaRael.com. Have a great day.